All right, we are live. Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning in this show. Okay, I'm a day late. Supposed to be on last night for the Law of One. Crazy day. I ended up on the phone talking almost the entire day. Had to run out and run some errands. Took me an hour longer than I expected. And then I had to take some phone calls that were more important than, unfortunately, getting on to do the Law of One. So, instead of going on late, I decided not to do it at all. So, here I am today, a couple minutes late. Had stream key problem. Not quite sure why. Fixed that. Here I am. All right, those of you who are listening on the MP3 file, it'll be after Friday anyways when you when I put this on the air. Hopefully, I'll get it out to you tonight. Today's Saturday, and I'm doing Friday's Law of One. So, we're on session 83 Right? Session 83. We're doing pretty good. Let me turn my camera on here so you guys can see my ugly mug if it hasn't frozen. There I am without my glasses on. Right? Got my glasses sitting here. Put those on when the reading starts. <laughs> As I'm pointing to the monitor. Okay, share this out. Right? Share this out because uh, I'm here on a day when I'm not normally on on Saturday. I usually take the weekends off. Julie, welcome. Yeah, it's weird, right? Just went to your page to see if if you had if you had missed something, and here I was, right? <laughs> yeah, she says this. She says, "Well, I, this is weird. I just went to your page to see if I missed something, uh, and less than one minute later, you came on live. See, that means that the universe sent you there on purpose so that you'd be here when I went live. Yeah, you would have missed yesterday, right? Again, if I can get my microphone to stay still, uh, you would have missed yesterday, right? Had I been on the air, but I wasn't. It was a crazy day." Okay, so uh, share this out. We'll get some people in here if we can. Um, got a good stream. Everything seems to be running fine, which is good, right? No frames dropped. Love to see that because they're not screwing with me yet because I'm not talking politics. I was going to go Thursday. I got a whole bunch of stuff for those of you who watch Orion Rising News when I come on with the news. I got all kinds of videos, including I got that video where they were showing the people pulling the stuff out from underneath the tables. I actually got that at like close to the same time POTUS got it. I got it the night before you guys saw it on the air, and I got it from a coalition member, and I called this person and said, where, how quick, where did you get it? And she's like, from my man. He's, he's really good at that. And I'm like, wow, he's got like CIA skills because, I mean, I've hacked a CIA satellite you know, and their website. But he got the video before, about the same time when I, we did the timeline. He got it, like, probably, they must have given it to POTUS and then posted it, and he got it right then. Gave it to her. She gave it to me. I grabbed it and recorded it, but was going to go on the air the next day. Then I got other stuff, too, uh, and I got a bunch of other stuff. And because of that, I can't, couldn't get it all together to go on the air on Thursday. And then on Friday, I wasn't going to go on the air because by the time I got home, and I was supposed to be on the air at, like, 5, right, p.m. West Coast time. Ended up that I, it was, well, I got home at 5. It was crazy, crazy day. So, yeah, and then I was on the phone. I didn't get off the phone until 8 or 8.30, something like that. It was 8 o'clock by the time I got off the telephone, so that's just insane. Okay, so let me go over here to the um, screen. It said, oh, and the window capture is down. Let me get rid of that. Whoops. Let me... Um, no, nope, I'm about to, to, to now I'm about to uh, delete myself. Okay, let me delete this and reacquire that it was there. I don't know what happened. 
um, but it was it was there a minute ago, and now it's gone. So sometimes these operating systems trip out, right? Yeah, see, now it's not even wanting to show the Windows Media Player. What is going on here? There we go. It's because I'm not opening that window. All right, so hold on. Let me fix this in the screen here so that it is on the screen. There we go, and it's there's your Windows or your uh, live producer, Facebook producer. Now you should be seeing the YouTube I always use Muffy Moose's videos. The Muffy, Muffy Moose is the you can see on your screen there, is the the group that uh, has LL Research approved material. It is their book put to computer speaking words, right? Uh, and it's an English uh, accent, male. Sometimes that gets on people's nerves, but you get used to it. Um, I'm used to hearing English and Irish and Scottish accents because I am. Uh, Irish, so I hear those accents from my family members. They're mostly are deceased now, but um, you know, my grandmother was thick with the brogue, so was Grandpa when they wanted to. When they didn't, and they were trying to just fit in in America, they would speak with the accent that I have now, which is that newscaster, I don't come from anywhere accent, but that's the accent we have out here on the West Coast. Although there are West Coast accents that sound like we're from the South, right? We do have an accent out here in different places. Then if you're a Valley dude, right? Like, oh, my God, bruh, no way. Hang 10. People actually talk like this out here, and they have for, like, 25 years, bro. Weird, right? And no joke. It was really crazy, like, in the 80s when I was, like, a teenager. Oh, my God, dude. It was, like, off the hook, right? So that's true. They actually talk like that out here in California, right? And, and so they they do it in the comedies and the uh, and comedians talk about that, and, you know, but, uh, you know. Otherwise, my actual accent comes out when I'm drinking, and that's when I have this screwed-up Irish southern drawl that people go, "How? what? You have an Irish accent? I'm like, that comes from the East Coast where we still have a little bit of an Irish accent. And then my family came through the South to California, right? But the from I have half of them from Pennsylvania, so I have that English uh, uh, Irish drawl, and then uh, some of them are from boston mass so i have that irish draw and then the california one thrown in people think i'm from texas or something but i'm like oh, we don't talk like you know we don't get our s's like they do down in texas i don't talk like i don't sound like like matthew mcconaughey right when he's talking all right all right all right yeah he's texas right and so yeah, he's got the slow texas draw and i don't sound like that now I sound like the guy from the 13th Warrior when they made fun of him. And he goes, I don't sound like that. And he sounded exactly the way the guy was mimicking his voice, which was hilarious. Okay, so I'll put this in the full screen so you won't be seeing it in the tiny screen. So if you go full screen on your um, on your device, whatever you're watching on, you'll be able to read along with what Raw is saying. And, of course, I will be cutting in to interpret. And for those of you who are in the crowd, uh, if you have questions, you can throw them at me, and I will address them. I have a monitor. I use my cell phone as a monitor, and I will address your your um, questions as the day goes on, okay? Those of you who are listening to this on the MP3 uh, broadcast, you can't interact because you're hearing it after the fact because I don't broadcast live on those podcast channels. However, you can listen to this at your leisure, anytime, anywhere, 
that you can find a podcast. I've listened to in more than 80 countries. All right, guys. So let me go full screen. Let's get started here. This is The Law of One, session 83. I am right. Took place April 15th, 1982. Let me go full screen here. Wait, let me make sure that you're looking at that in the studio. Yes, you are. Here we go. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. I communicate now. Question 83.1. Questioner, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. It is as previously stated. Question 83.2. Questioner, could you please tell me why the instrument now gains weight after a session instead of losing it? Answer, I am Ra. To assume that the instrument is gaining the weight of the physical bodily complex due to a session or working with Ra is erroneous. The instrument is no longer any physical material which, to any observable extent, must be used in order for this contact to occur. This is due to the determination of the group that the instrument shall not use the vital energy which would be necessary since the physical energy complex level is in deficit. Since the energy, therefore, for these contacts is a product of energy transfer the instrument must no longer pay this physical price. Therefore, the instrument is not losing the weight. However, the weight gain, as it occurs, is the product of two factors. One is the increasing sensitivity of this physical vehicle to all that is placed before it, including that towards which it is distorted in ways you would call allergic. The second factor is the energizing of these difficulties. It is fortunate for the outlook of this contact and the incarnation of this entity that it is not distorted towards the overeating as the overloading of this much distorted physical complex would override even the most fervent affirmation of health illness and turn the instrument towards the distortions of illness health or, in the extreme case, the physical death. Question 83.3 Questioner, thank you. I'm going to ask a rather long, complex question and I would request that the answer to each portion of this question be given if there was a significant difference prior to the veil than following the veil so that I can get an idea of how what we experience now is used for better polarization. What was the difference before the veil in the following while incarnate in third density, sleep, dreams, physical pain, mental pain, sex, disease? Catalyst programming, random catalyst relationships, and communication with the higher self or with the mind, body, spirit totality or any other mind, body, or spirit functions before the veil that would be significant with respect to their difference after the veil? Answer, I am Ra. Firstly, let us establish that both before and after the veil the same conditions existed in time-space, that is, the veiling process is a space-time phenomenon. Secondly, the character of experience was altered drastically by the veiling process. In some cases such as the dreaming and the contact with the higher self, the experience was quantitatively different due to the fact that the veiling is a primary cause of the value of dreams and is also the single door against which the higher self must stand awaiting entry. Before veiling, dreams were not for the purpose of using the so-called unconscious to further utilize catalyst but were used to learn teach from teach learners within the inner planes as well as those of outer origins of higher density. As you deal with each subject of which you spoke you may observe, during the veiling process, not a quantitative change in the experience but a qualitative one. Let us, as an example, choose your sexual activities of energy transfer. 
If you have a desire to treat other subjects in detail please query forthwith. In the instance of the sexual activity of those not dwelling within the veiling each activity was a transfer. There were some transfers of strength. Most were rather attenuated in the strength of the transfer due to the lack of veiling. In the third density entities are attempting to learn the ways of love. If it can be seen that all are one being it becomes much more difficult for the undisciplined personality to choose one mate and, thereby, initiate itself into a program of service. It is much more likely that the sexual energy will be dissipated more randomly without either great joy or great sorrow depending from these experiences. Therefore, the green ray energy transfer, being almost without exception the case in sexual energy transfer prior to veiling, remains weakened and without significant crystallization. The sexual energy transfers and blockages after veiling have been discussed previously. It may be seen to be a more complex study but one far more efficient in crystallizing those who seek the green ray energy center. Question 83. See, I'm certain that we'd covered this already. I'm getting a deja vu again. So if we have, and you guys remember me us doing this, there was a time um, when we were doing session 82 and going into 83 or 81, 82 and 83, where I thought we were already in 83 and did 83 and 84. And I, I have the memory of that. And I don't know if this is one of those moments where I'm having a deja vu because my vibration level has gotten to the point where I start seeing past, present, and future all at the same time. So I don't know if I, because I have a memory that this was already done more than once. So, you know, I don't know if we're just in a paradox and I'm remembering this part and the paradox is starting over. And, you know, it's like you can see in the movie and you get to a certain point and somebody says, wait a minute, I remember this. We've been stuck here for a long time. I've done this already more than once. Okay, let's continue. Point four. Questioner. Oh, and hi, Danny. I, I didn't see you right away because I was um, sharing. So welcome. Danny said hello. If you're in the chat, say something so I know you're here. Because otherwise, if I don't know you and you join the chat, it doesn't tell me who's in there. So unless you speak up. Otherwise, I just see a number knowing that there's people here. <laughs> right. So everybody share this out when you get here and we'll continue here. But like I said, I'm, I'm almost positive at some point. Maybe I just watched it uh, at some point and that's why I remember it. But I'm getting the deja vu like we've already discussed this. And I did that when we were doing the 81. And I was like, wait, I thought we were on 83 and 84. Weird. All right, guys, let's just continue. Let's take then. Since we are on the subject of sex, the relationship before and after the veil of disease, in this particular case venereal disease, was this type of disease in existence prior to the veil? Answer, I am Ra. There has been that which is called disease, both of this type and others, before and after this great experiment. However, since the venereal disease is in large part a function of the thought forms of a distorted nature which are associated with sexual energy blockage the venereal disease is almost entirely the product of mind-body-spirit complexes interaction after the veiling. Question 83.5 Questioner, you mentioned that it existed in a small way prior to the veil. What was the source of its development prior to the veiling process? Answer, I am Ra. The source was as random as the nature of disease distortions are, at heart, in general. Each portion of the body complex is in a state of growth at all times. The reversal of this is seen as disease and has the benign function of ending an incarnation of the appropriate space-time nexus. This was the nature of disease, including that which you call venereal. Question 83.6 Questioner, I'll make this statement and you can correct me. 
as I see the nature of the action of disease before the veil, it seems to me that the Logos had decided upon a program where an individual mind, body, spirit would continue to grow in mind and the body would be the third density analog of this mind. The growth would be continual unless there was an inability, for some reason, for the mind to continue along the growth patterns. If this growth decelerated or stopped, what we call disease would then act in a way so as to eventually terminate this physical experience so that a new physical experience would be started after a review of the entire process had taken place between incarnations. Would you clear up my thinking on that, please? Answer, I am Ra. Your thinking is sufficiently clear on this subject. Question 83.7 Questioner, the thing I don't understand. You know, it's strange how Don sometimes has no clue about something and then all of a sudden he does something like this and has an epiphany. Now, it may be that the background, because of here in history, we have, we know that sexual energy is something and sexuality is something that has been integrated into almost every religion. It wasn't until um, in the Christian faith, the Catholic Christian faith, uh, it was it was you know tried to be stamped out once Peter usurped the church after Jesus was gone, and I, we believe that Peter was gay. He was gay and he was in love with Jesus, but Jesus was in love with Mary, or that was his wife, and uh, he immediately changed everything. And women were you know were downplayed and and they were you know you were just above a slave and and men were in charge of everything and and. Uh, he did that throughout the church. The Catholic, Roman Catholic Church is still that way. Women can only be nuns. The priests can't be married. They can't have sex. They can't have children. The whole nine. So if you're married, you're married to the church. You're married to God. Um, therefore, you don't get married. So they go through life and they're supposed to be celibate. Hence the reason why all the pedophilia and the rape. Okay, because it's just, a, you know, these people are human. They're not godlike. But it was, unfortunately, it wasn't done in a godlike manner or a godly manner. It wasn't done, it was done out of malice. This is what the theologians believe. They just won't talk about it out loud. I'm not afraid to because what are they going to do? Excommunicate me from the church? I've already left the church, right? I have the title anyways. You know what I mean? I've already left the church, so they can't excommunicate me. And if they do that, what are they going to do? Strike, write down his name, put a line through it. Ooh. Okay, so if someday he ever wants to come back to this church, that won't happen, guys. So go ahead and excommunicate me for telling your secrets. Okay, so it's funny that he, uh, at this point, uh, gets that part of it, but he freaked out in the beginning and hasn't touched on it since about um, about the government owning drones <laughs> that, are, that are space travel drones in 1981. He's not asked a single question about that, and if he has, they never printed it. Okay, so that was hilarious. But even though Ra was giving them all kinds of information on that uh, back in 1981, and he just didn't want to have any part of it, he was afraid because at that time they'd whack you if you knew anything, right? They still had that ability. There wasn't enough of us wanderers here to stop them from doing that. Here we go. Understand is why. Not that they don't try, because they do. <laughs> okay, they do. And sometimes they succeed. All right, here we go. If there was no veil, the review of the incarnation after the incarnation would help the process since it seems to me that the entity should... Oh, Michael has a good question. Is it Michael? I don't have my glasses on. It could be Michelle. Hold on. No, it's Michael, right? Michael Collins. Is that right? <laughs> that's Michael Collins. If that's Michael Collins, Michael, do you know who Michael Collins is? 
Are you any relation to the to the Michael Collins? The question was, um, do they still talk to talk to uh, Ron? No. Uh, what happened was this particular three-person group, Carla being the channeler, she's the one that Ra's speaking through, her husband Dawn being the questioner, and the scribe, whose name I forget right now, um, they're all, I believe all three of them are deceased. I know that um, in 1984, that's why it stopped. In 1984, Don discovered he had colon cancer, and he refused to go and get treatment. So he got to the point where he was like weighing like less than 100 pounds, um, and Carla was trying to save his life, so she went and said, can't we get a court order to come and get him? for his own good and take him to the hospital and make him comfortable and, you know, either save his life or at least make him comfortable. And they showed up with the sheriffs to do that, and he held himself at gunpoint for a day, I think a whole day or two. And then at the end of that, he walked out on the back porch and committed suicide, shot himself in the head. They were never able to reestablish communication with Raw from that point on. However, Carla continued... Uh, up until 2018 or 2017, until she died, um, she died from complications due to all the injuries that she received throughout the years <clears throat> and the toll that it took on her body to do this uh, and to um, uh, communicate with and channel other entities. So uh, if you go to the LL Research Group's website uh, and take a look at their stuff or go to their Facebook uh, or their YouTube channel, um, uh, you can just type in Law of One or LL Research Group, L slash L, capital L slash capital L Research Group, and you'll get to their website. If you go to um, lawofone.info, L-A, right, law, O-F-O-N-E dot I-N-F as in Frank, O, that is the website that is um, their link to all of these books, and uh, has the transcripts that I used to have up on a monitor, and, and I would read from that as well when they had slight differences. And you can play. There's a little arrow by each. Like if you look on your screen, it says, or you, those of you here on MP3, you can't see that, but it says 83.7. Next to that would be a little blue arrow at the website, lawofone.info. You press that, and it's the actual audio recording of Carla channeling raw. Okay, and there's a link from that website to their website. You can go there and you can uh, see who else they channeled. And I'll probably be covering that once I get through with this at 106 sessions. I'll probably go and, and pick up some of their other stuff and cover that as well uh, to find out what. Because I haven't read anything. I'm, I don't want to get I never want to get ahead of myself. I'm a scientist. So I don't want to infringe my thought process by moving forward with other things they channeled and have that in my mind and then try to interpret raw for you guys. Because if I do that, that affects my thinking and I may interpret something wrong because I have further information, right? I mean, I do have further information, but I try not to, like, um, I've, been ch I've been chasing UFOs and aliens for, uh, you know, I'm 53. I started when I was like nine, when I saw one, I was eight or so. When I saw the first time I saw a UFO, I have never read anyone's books on that. I've seen the, the television show on History Channel. I've seen almost every episode of, of that, but I've never read any of the people's books who were on that. I've interviewed most of the people that are on that show, uh, but I've never read any of their books. Uh, I don't I just that's not what I do because I'm a scientist. 
I, you know, I spent the better part of my life trying to debunk everything because that's how you weed everything out is you find an answer for it in, in reality. And then you, and if you can't, then you say, okay, this is compelling. What is it? I do the same thing when it comes to people channeling things. And sometimes it ticks off, you know, the author. I, I um, also do, and I haven't for a long time, um, probably about a year now, only because of COVID, but I, I was doing um, only the extraterrestrial from the, from the 12th dimension. The, there's two girls over in the Czech Republic, and they currently still channel Oli, and they've been doing it for 25 years. And um, I'm friends with them, although I haven't spoken to them for a while, so they might be mad at me, but they keep sending me stuff. Ilana uh, keeps sending me stuff as it is now because she knows that eventually I'll grab it all, and I'll do a couple of episodes, right, to help her out, um, to help them out. Uh, so I, I haven't done that for a while only because uh, of where I am in my spirituality right now. And with the whole um, working with the coalitions, I don't want to talk too much about politics, but working with the most of the, you know, the coalitions around the planet right now globally in this volatile time, I've pulled back from interviewing and doing th things, and, and I haven't had very many engagements. But I wanted to say that uh, coming up, I don't have the the meme ready but I'll, I'll look it up later and I'll, and I'll post it for you um, but coming up uh, the guys uh, uh, Stephen and Evan Strong out of Australia they have um, a webinar event that they're doing that's coming up on the 12th of this month so soon um, so I have that I'll put that up on my site for those of you who um, I'll put that in the description uh, as well so that you guys can uh, get a link to it uh, and then there's also um, on the 21st, I will be part of uh, having them on as well on the 21st, which is which is right around the the um, equinox, the solstice, the winter solstice. Um, the the guys from um, from uh, oh Lord, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I, I apologize, Omar. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on, on Omar's, uh, I was, this is impromptu, so I didn't pull his stuff up either. He just sent it to me. I could probably look really quickly, right? So hold on, let me go out of full screen here, and I'll read you um, Omar's thing here, right? Hold on. It'll just take me a, a moment. Please wait just a moment, right? So you guys are following me there, aren't you? Let me put you over here so you're not following me there while I'm going there. Uh, because I'm going to pull it up off of Facebook Messenger. On the 21st, I want to get the dates right, so I want to get the memes pulled up for you, okay? So hold, please. I wasn't going to do this until the end, but since I got there just now, I'm going to um, go ahead and, and promote these two events. Okay, so on the 21st of December, we have, we have, uh, let me pull the meme up here so I can see it. Okay, we have Watchers Talk. I don't know why I drew a blank on that. I used to I used to host his show, and I drew a blank. I apologize, Omar, for that. I don't know why. I guess I haven't had enough caffeine. Okay, I, and I'll put this on the screen for you to see for those of you, and I'll read it to, for those of you who are on the MP3 file because you don't have the the video to see this, but you guys uh, on the have the video. Oh, there's me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so here on your screen you can see this is Watchers Talk on December 21st. Uh, the time is now level up, and what this is going to be is, is literally we're starting. We're going to go live at 7.45 a.m. Pacific United States time, and we're going to go from 8 o'clock once we start and we get everything going. We're going to go from 8 a.m. to 4 or 4.30 p.m., and it might run longer because we have a couple of guests that uh, haven't uh, RSVP'd of whether or not they do want to speak. 
And we're going to have Stephen and Evan Strong also here and a bunch of other uh, people. I can read you uh, right quickly the criteria, but nah, I won't do that because it might change. Once it's official, it'll be put out by Watchers Talk, and I'll get that stuff on the air. Okay, so that's going to be the 21st. So let me um, go back over here and uh, go to Stephen's meme. And um, was it? Yeah, was it? I was Evan. I was talking to Evan, wasn't it? So let me go to Evan's uh, meme here, and I'll put that up for you. They have an event. Once it loads here, I'll get it on the screen for you. I didn't have it on a separate monitor, unfortunately, so I would have been able to get that for you here. Um, let's see. Here it is. Right. Let me check. I think this is it. We'll get it up there for you. Once I get it, why didn't it not come up? What did I hit? I must have hit something wrong because it loaded the, the screen that I'm on here. So let me see. Our last line, I think this is it. Oh, no, that's weird. It's not actually giving me. That's bizarre. For some reason, it's not loading. So I'll have to look at it on the small down low. Oh, maybe they were taken down. They're pretty controversial. Let me try this again over here and see if that goes up. Or maybe it's just coming up and it's not showing me the whole thing. Yeah, that's weird. No, it's not. It's so I can't read it to you. Okay, so they have an event that's coming up. Let me double check because I know he gave me a um, link to the actual event. Let me see here. I think this is it right here. Hold on. Let me pull this up. I apologize. I had these saved, but I'm not on the computer that I was on where I saved that. And that's taking me to YouTube. Ah, attachment unavailable. See, so there's some other stuff was taken down, I think. All right. So, okay. So, but that I know that that's on the 12th because he told me that. And I, for some reason, like I said, it won't load for me. Yeah, so it's Forgotten Origin, and then, um, and I can't bring the meme up. That is bizarre. Why can't I do that? Yeah, it's trying to take me to their page, but it won't go to their page. Maybe they're in trouble with Facebook. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is. Let me see if why. Why it wasn't showing me that. Okay, so for some reason it, it wasn't, but here it is. So we have, no, that's talking about December 21st. So maybe it is only that. I thought he had the, I thought he had the 12th coming up. All right, that's bizarre. Maybe he canceled that. I'll have to talk to him. Okay, so either way, on the 21st, we're going to have them on. And I don't see, so maybe he changed something and I was unaware of it when they decided to uh, do the show on the 21st with uh, Omar. Maybe they changed something because it says December 21st, Mother's Portal in Iluru. So maybe that was on the 21st and I thought it was on the 12th. So my bad if I was saying that wrong. Um, so so the uh, so they're going to be talking about that uh, Eastern Australia seaboard from Brisbane uh, from from Brisbane to Urula. It says Ayers Rock. 
is acting as one of the main portal magnet battery generators that is gaining charge in its main magnetic hub located by the mountain of Uluru. Uluru is a power point for the global network of a dormant and inactive ancient gateway system or hubs. So if you guys have ever seen anything like the um, the uh, uh, Stargate movie or the Stargate uh, SG-1 and things, right? No, here it is here. Okay, so I finally found that. Let me get this over here on the screen for you. So, But this is the beginning of that where they're talking about that. So let me get this up on the screen. You can see it here. Let me pull the screen tighter shot here for you. So you can see this in full screen. I'll, sh I'll shove it up and down right here. Our Alien Ancestry Origin Voices Chapter 7 online conference. They'll be talking about this there and Uluru on the 21st. Okay. Sorry, my house phone's ringing. It's, I think it's my brother. Hold on. Let me tell him I'm on air real quick. So you can see this on your screen. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, so you can see on your screen here, Stephen and Evan Strong, right? Uncle Lewis Walker, Lionel, uh, I guess it's Loach, I'm not sure. I apologize for the name. Uh, some of these people, I think, are going to be all also talking on the 21st. So it is, let me move this. It's December 21st, 2 p.m. Los Angeles time, 5 p.m. New York time. And it's, uh, they're in Australia. So in Australia, if you're on the other side of the world, you, this way you can calculate where you are. Well, it would be the, the 13th at 6 a.m. Perth time, 9 a.m. Melbourne time, 26 uh, Australian dollars, which is, uh, I'm not sure what the translation is into American dollars, but it's a much cheaper. So it's probably like 21 or 18 or something like that. Uh, American U.S. It's probably 20. It's probably 20 U.S. Um, and this is going to be a really, really exciting moment uh, that they're going to be, and it's going to be hosted by Lee um, uh, Capitelli. Most of these people are tribal elders that you're seeing here, uh, and this is some really intense. And so you're seeing this, the portals here. So we're going to be talking on the 21st, which is the solstice. That's why we're doing that on the solstice. But they're going to do this conference. This is you, you, you have to pay for it. The one we're doing on the 21st, the all-day uh, conference, is going to be free. Okay? And that's hosted by, um, by Watchers Talk. All right? So um, let me pull this back. I'm going to put you guys over here for a second so I can get back over to here. So I wasn't going to do the plug until the end, but I, there it is there. And I apologize for the technical difficulties. For those of you who have the MP3 files, you didn't see any of that anyways, right? But you guys heard about that. Sean Squire, welcome, my friend. Sean Squire is a personal friend of mine. We have known each other since we were, what, seven, right? <laughs> Six, seven, eight, something like that. Peter, my, my, my good friend from uh, Ireland, is also here. Welcome, Peter. Um. So, yeah, please, uh, 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 you know, uh, share this. And it's weird. Like I said, I'm getting the deja vu uh, that I have already covered 83 and 84, and I had that doing 81. I was like, wow, aren't we on 83, 84? And now I'm, I'm going, I know we already did this. I have memory of it. So I don't know if it's a forward memory or what. But let's go back here and go ahead and continue. Um, I'm pulling in full screen. Wait, let me go back here and make sure that the studio has you guys on that same screen. It does not. So there we go. Now I have to fix this, don't I? 
Yeah, I got this all out of whack here. Hold on, let me make this fit the screen again. I just got to do it this way. There we go. Now we'll go full screen and we'll go ahead and we'll continue with 83, all right? Here we go. Already be aware of what was happening. Possibly this has to do with the nature of space-time and time-space. Could you clear that up, please? Answer, I am Ra. It is true that the nature of time-space is such that a lifetime may be seen whole as a book or record, the pages studied, riffled through, and reread. However, the value of review is that of the testing as opposed to the studying. At the testing, when the test is true, the distillations of all study are made clear. During the process of study, which you may call the incarnation, regardless of an entity's awareness of the process taking... Okay, let me let me stop and reread what... You can see it on your screen if you have the MP4 file, because I cut that right in the middle of that, and it's kind of important. He's asked the question, the thing I don't understand is why, if there is no veil, the review of the incarnation after the incarnation would help the process, since it seems to be that the entity should already be aware of what what has happened possibly this has to do with the nature of space time and time space could you clear that up for me and Ross said it is true that the nature of time space is such that <coughs> pardon me is such that a lifetime may be seen whole as a book or a record the pages studied rifled through and reread however the value of review is that of the testing as opposed to the studying at the testing, when the test is true, the, and I think that's where we are, I think he said, the, the distillation of all studies are made clear during the process. I'll just continue, and if I get overrun where he was at, we'll be fine. Uh, the During the process study, which you may call the incarnation regardless of the entity's awareness of the process taking place. The material is diffused and over-attention yeah, overattention is almost an in, in, in inevitability placed upon detail. The testing upon the sensation of the incarnation state is not the testing which evolves from correct memorization of many. And we'll continue. In place, the material is diffused and overattention is almost inevitably placed upon detail. The testing upon the cessation of the incarnative state is not that testing which involves the correct memorization of many details. This testing is, rather, the observing of self by self, often with aid as we have said. In this observation one sees the sum of all the detailed study, that being an attitude or complex of attitudes which bias the consciousness of the mind, body, spirit. Que okay, so before we start that, you know, Peter says in the chat, uh, he <clears throat> he said, um, "I'd like to know New England and and uh, has passed out his. He's speaking on his computer, and sometimes it doesn't translate what he says to type very well. Uh, has passed out the vaccine. They're starting to give it to the people. So so is Russia. They they have their uh, their version as well, and they're starting to uh, give it out to their people. As always, England wants to rule the world, right?" <laughs> Right. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're 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 both already starting to do it. There's a couple countries that are starting to do that. They already have a vaccine that supposedly works and they're they're putting it out there. I also heard today and then I'm going to get off politics because there's a couple of pages that I posted this to. They don't long have any politics on their page. So I'll just say that 
Um, I heard, but it's not vetted, that Donald Trump, I believe that I was told also that not only did he apply for this, but that the Supreme Court said that it was uh, here in the United States, it was unconstitutional to be to force everyone to take a vaccine or have a vaccine. Okay, so they're going to have people try that, apparently. You know, like here in California, they're going to say, well, you can't go to work if you don't have the vaccine. That's already been deemed unconstitutional by the courts in this country. So they won't be able to do that in the United States. And Donald Trump enacted, I guess he signed some. He said, they say, I'll have to look this up. That's not vetted yet. Okay, so let's continue here with question eight of session 83. Question 83.8. Questioner, now before the veil, an entity would be aware that he was experiencing a disease. As an analogy would you give me, if you are aware of a case, a disease an entity might experience prior to the veil and how he would react to this and think about it and what effect it would have on him? Answer, I am Ra. Inasmuch as the universe is composed of an infinite array of entities, there is also an infinity of response to stimulus. If you will observe your peoples you will discover greatly variant responses to the same distortion towards disease. Consequently, we cannot answer your query with any hope of making any true statements since the overgeneralizations required are too capacious. Question 83.9 Questioner, was there any uniformity or like functions of societies or social organizations prior to the veil? Answer, I am Ra. The third density is, by its very fibre, a societal one. There are societies wherever there are entities conscious of the self and conscious of other selves and possessed with intelligence adequate to process information indicating the benefits of communal blending of energies. The structures of society before as after veiling were various. However, the societies before veiling did not depend in any case upon the intentional enslavement of some for the benefit of others, this not being seen to be a possibility when all are seen as one. There was, however, the requisite amount of disharmony to produce various experiments in what you may call governmental or societal structures. <clears throat> See, so the, because this was prior to the veil, so you didn't have chaos theory and people were not mind wiped. So you have to remember that that's the way and that's the way that it operates. All of the universe operates that way outside of this reality, not not saying the, only this reality on Earth. But every three-dimensional reality everywhere in all the multiverses are exactly the way it is here. That was discovered to be the way that the one true creator realized to solve the problem of nobody really growing at any great speed because they all, everyone already knew, without a doubt, we're all one. We're all the creator, so we're just little mini portions of the creator, and on a larger scale, I am the creator. We all are, so we're all one. So nobody wanted to harm anybody. Nobody was, was you know what I mean? So that's why he was saying there was no enslavement, but they did try and do some forms of government and in social structures to try and, uh, you know, have some semblance of order and that sort of stuff. But there was no chaos, so everybody was pretty much getting along. Right. Well, because of that, nobody was really doing anything. Oh, yawn. I'm the one. I'll get there eventually. Just take my time. No reason to go and try and do anything. So they introduced the chaos. They introduced the mind wiping. So that was confusion, chaos, the veil. The veil is the unforgetting. And then the chaos was evil. And then the free will to have the choice of being good or evil, whatever you wanted to do, you could do it, period. Now that made you run. It put a fire under people's butts because now you had a predator that would prey on you and could possibly kill you, right? Or lock you up forever and keep you imprisoned as a slave forever. 
So that changes your perspective on how quickly you need to take care of your soul. The problem is come forward in time to the powers that should not be. They have controlled the narrative because they bought and own all the television stations and radio stations and every form of media planet wide. So because of that, they're plugged in the matrix. They understand how it works. They understand that they can control the logos by everybody believing something. So they tell you something over and over and over and over again until you believe it. And if you don't believe it, the evil people will come and kill you, execute you, get you to stop your voice from dissension. Stop your voice from telling the truth to anyone so that they will only believe what they're being told. This happens worldwide. It's still happening now. It's happening in communist China. It's happening in communist Korea. It's happening in, in some parts of Russia. It's happening in the United States. Propaganda is being used against our own people. Barack Obama signed that into law to allow that to happen. You can look this up. I'm not lying about that. I'm not a partisan hack for the Republicans at all. I am an independent. In fact, I think I consider myself a libertarian more than I do anything, but I'm listed as no party affiliation. That's what I'm listed as because I think for myself and I don't fall in line with any of these people because they're all power hungry and most of them I consider evil anyways on all sides because they all just want power. All right, let's go. Uh, 83.10. Question 83.10. Questioner, in our present illusion we have undoubtedly lost sight of the techniques of enslavement that are used since we are so far departed from the prevail experience. I am sure that many of service to others orientation are using techniques of enslavement even though they are not aware that these are techniques of enslavement simply because they have been evolved over so long a period of time and we are so deep into the illusion. Is this not correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is incorrect. That's because Ra understands what's going on. Let's see if Ra clarifies that. Question 83.11 Questioner, then you say that there are no cases where those who are of a service to others orientation are using techniques of enslavement that have grown as a result of the evolution of our social structures. Is this what you mean? Answer, I am Ra. Tracy, welcome. I just saw Tracy pop in. Hello. Like I said, if you guys are here, share it out. If you're not, if I don't know you're here because you're not a friend of mine, you can always say hello in the chat. I'll know that you're here. Uh, otherwise, I won't know who you are. Okay, so let's see what the answers are here, right? It was our understanding that your query concerned conditions before the veiling. There was no unconscious slavery, as you call this condition, at that period. At the present space-time the conditions of well-meant and unintentional slavery are so numerous that it beggars our ability to enumerate them. See, so he does clarify that. What does he say? It was our understanding that your query concerned conditions before the veil this has no unconsequence or unconscious slavery as you call this condition at that point at the present space time the condition of well-meant and unintentional slavery are so numerous that it begares our ability to enumerate them so it's completely beyond their capacity to enumerate to to uh, count them because slavery is so rampant in so many ways on this planet currently. Karen, welcome. I thought we were friends. I thought if I, you popped on, I would see you. Maybe we're not friends. I'll have to check on that. Um, but hi. <laughs> right? Peter says, right, yes. Uh, Peter says he was agreeing with me. He says, I don't believe, uh, uh, you know, in the government. He doesn't believe what the government says or in them. Uh, he's just a truth seeker. 
see, you know, he said he believes in the truth. So I agree. And that's why Peter and I are part of a coalition and get along really well because we are like minded in that respect that um, I don't believe that we need governments to rule us. I believe that the people, if they're enlightened, they become aware of what's going on in the universe and how the universe works. I believe that we can take care of ourselves. It's just the evil people who are the ones that need taken care of because the evil people making evil decisions and power hungry, they want to have money continue so they have wealth. They want to have power so they have wealth. They have strength. They own shit where they're slaves, right? So, you know, that's that's what the problem with evil people is that they will strive to that. That's why we have to have laws so they won't do that and, and, and deal with those people. But unfortunately, they have it on a mass scale. You know what I mean? So here we go. All right, so that's the end of the first part. So part two of session 83 is going to boot up here and it'll load and this took place in April 5th, 1982. So here we go. Question 83.12. Questioner, then for a service to others oriented entity at this time meditation upon the nature of these little expected forms of slavery might be productive in polarization, I would think. Am I correct? Welcome, Renee. I saw you say hello in the chat there. Welcome. Answer. Peace be with all of you. Right? And namaste. Sir, I am Ra. You are quite correct. Question 83.13. Questioner, I would say that a very high percentage of the laws and restrictions within what we call our legal system are of a nature of enslavement of which I just spoke. Would you agree with this? Answer, I am Ra. It is a necessary balance to the intention of law, which is to protect, that the result would encompass an equal distortion towards imprisonment. Therefore, we may say that your supposition is correct. This is not to denigrate those who, in green and blue-ray energies, sought to free a peaceable people from the bonds of chaos, but only to point out the inevitable consequences of codification of response which does not recognize the uniqueness of each and every situation within your experience. Question 83. Right, so that, that right there in and of itself is, is kind of te telling and challenging for wanderers, people who have come here to do just that, right? So he he is saying, therefore, it it may say that your uh, that your uh, supposition is correct. This is not to denigrate those who, in green and blue ray energies, sought to free a peaceable people from their bonds of chaos, but only to point out the inevitability cons or the inevitable consequences of codification of response which does not recognize the uniqueness of each and every uh, situation <clears throat> within your experience <clears throat> pardon me so unfortunately because of the way things are here um, sometimes people who have good intentions aren't seen that way by the powers that should not be or by the laws under which they live Right. So sometimes some of us fall through the cracks and then there's other times when it's chaos and they're just they have a, a problem. Right. So that's that's uh, one of the problems that we have if you're a wanderer or even if you're just a good soul and you're trying to help raise the vibration of this planet um, is that we're not always looked at in a light that says we're heroes or you know what I mean? A lot, sometimes I mean, look what they did to Jesus. They went after him, tried to kill him, and did. Look what they did with Muhammad. They went after him and tried to kill him, but Muhammad got away and ascended first, right? So, you know, um, 
you know, when a leader speaks, that leader dies, right? So if you look at all the times in history when people uh, were trying to free people, Mahatma Gandhi, they shot him, right? Stephen Biko, they, hang, they hung him, and they imprisoned Martin, you know, uh, what's his name? Martin Luther King Jr., they shot him. JFK, they shot him, right? Anybody who tried to speak out, they either imprisoned or, or killed them. And these people were trying to free people, and they were seen as evil by those powers that should not be that were in charge at the time. And there were some people on all sides who were just innocent civilians who believed those people were doing wrong because of the situation that they were brought up in. So that's what he's talking about there. Uh, and so that, that kind of sucks. Some people have to die to prove a point. And their, their cause, you know, doesn't go forward until they're martyrdom. And that's, that's why that becomes an issue. And then you have people doing that and training people to do that and to kill themselves, blow themselves up these days, or kill a bunch of people and then kill themselves, trying to martyr that person so that they have a cause that has been corrupted can then um, gain traction. Do you see? So it kind of sucks um, because of that. But we got to do what we got to do, right? We got to try to be positive people. And if we can't influence anybody, the least we can do is influence the whole, right? 3.14. Questioner, is the veil supposed to be what I would call semi-permeable? Answer, I am Ra. The veil is indeed so. Question 83.15. Questioner. Right. See, so, so you know, that, you know, he's saying, he's asking, you know, semi-permeable, meaning... Uh, you know, can we see through it? Can we push through it? Some of us can. So it's it's in, so the, the veil is indeed so. So it's not a, a something you can't get past an unstoppable barrier. It's there, and it's foggy. And if you don't look for it, you won't notice it because it blends in. That's why it's called the veil, and you can't see past that. But if you ascend to a certain place in your spiritualism, your personal spiritual belief, and you get enlightened enough, you start to glean the, uh, through the veil, it becomes clearer to you, more opaque, until eventually you can literally just move past it whenever you want. And this is a truism that you can find people all across the planet for all of time have, have, the, have developed that and can show you that. But it can't be taught to you. You have to strive to it. You have to find within you that inner peace and inner honesty to move forward with yourself and better yourself and get your balance with your mind, your body, and your, your spirit and the whole complex, the totality. You have to get all of that in line the right way. And that's always work all day, every day, because you have this outside matrix, which is like a, an external hard drive, which is the Internet and television programming and everything else, advertising and everything else, that is bombarding you like your ego does. In the same way, it's designed to feed your ego, to feed you full of crap, to get you to want, have to have, need that. Got to buy that. Why can't I have that? Why can't I go there? Look at those people. They're so happy. They're rich. They're thin. They're beautiful. All of that is being drummed into you. It is negative, what I call the opposition. It's opposition to your growth. You have to become aware of that. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. So you have to be aware that these things are pitfalls 
once you become aware of that, then you can learn how to not succumb to their brainwashing. Do you understand? And then you can then strive, learn, and start to go forward. You'll never see anything the same again. You'll see the look around. You'll always see it as, wow, look what they're trying to do to these people. Once you get to that point, things become easier. The veil starts to become thinner. But you have to commit to that. You have to see it and know it. You know, a buddy of mine once, once said, if you see the dragon, you know, like in the, they talked about in the Excalibur movie, Merlin talked about the dragon. And if you saw the dragon all together once whole, it would burn you to cinders. Because the dragon is just that evil, and the dragon is the id, is the consciousness of the, of the um, opposition, is the consciousness of the collective ego. And you see parts and pieces of it everywhere you look, whether you know it or not. And if you start to recognize them, you catch glimpses of the dragon's tail or the dragon's breath. And this was the, the way Merlin explained this to Arthur when he was a boy, to King Arthur before he was king. If you l read the 18 lessons or the 21 lessons of Merlin, um, you'll you'll see that. Or if you read, uh, uh, you know, the Sword and the Stone, the the book that starts when he's a kid, then you see these lessons. But even those lessons taught in the book that you're supposed to learn are esoteric. You have to actually understand what he's trying to say to get it. That's the same thing. What's going on with Raw? That's why I try to help translate. Right? Okay. Here we go. What techniques and methods of penetration of the veil were planned and are there any others that have occurred other than those planned? Answer, I am Ra. There were none planned by the first great experiment. As all experiment. I don't remember if I said hello to Renee. I'm, I don't remember. I may have. And Wilma popped in. Hello, Wilma. Welcome. Namaste. Let's continue. This rested upon the nakedness of hypothesis. The outcome was unknown. It was discovered experientially and empirically, that there were as many ways to penetrate the veil as the imagination of mind, body, spirit complexes could provide. The desire of mind, body, spirit complexes to know that which was unknown drew to them the dreaming and the gradual opening to the seeker of all of the balancing mechanisms leading to adeptude and communication with teach learners which could pierce this veil. The various and manifested activities of the self were found to be productive in some degree of penetration of the veil. In general, we may say that by far the most vivid and even extravagant opportunities for the piercing of the veil are a result of the interaction of polarized entities. Question 83.16 See, so I was getting a little ahead of myself by explaining what he just said a minute ago. I apologize, that has to do with my deja vu and me already having a memory of us doing this. So everything that I just said to you about balancing yourself, your mind, your body, your spirit, and everything, that's exactly what he was saying here with the last sentence, the opportunity of the piercing of the veil, are as a result of the interaction of polarized entities. You're polarized when everything is working the right way, and all of your energies, all of your chakras are vibrating at the proper uh, uh, vibration, then they start to become crystalline, you start to uplift your energy, your body, you're eating the proper foods, you're getting the proper rest, you're, you know, you're not constantly watching like the news or on the internet reading all the horror and the news and, and that stuff because that'll give you a stroke if you do that. Stay away from that as much as you can. Treat it like a soap opera. We, you guys have the same sort of thing in other countries. 
you know, you watch it on Friday, they have a cliffhanger. You watch it on Monday, they have the solve of the cliffhanger. And then you just turn it back on on Friday again. They tell you everything that happened during the whole week. Same thing with the news. You don't have to watch it every single day because the world's not going to end without you knowing about it. Okay? You just have to have an idea of what's going on. Running tally, they're going to say the same things over and over and over and over every hour on the hour. Sometimes every 30 minutes on the hour. So you don't need to watch the news very long in any one given day. Breaking news, breaking news. There's breaking news after every commercial break on every channel. Always. No matter what it is, it's breaking news. This just in, and it's all just crap. Doesn't mean anything unless you want it to. So the person who can do all of this and balance your mind, your body, your spirit, your, your in totality, you polarize yourself, and then you, start, then you uplift yourself, and that's what gives you the ability to penetrate the veil. And then you can also tap into the Akashic Records, the whole nines, right? And then you get abilities as well. You vibrate at a higher level. You vibrate... You start to ascend through this octave to the next. That's what we're supposed to be doing, right? Here we go. Questioner, could you expand on what you mean by that interaction of polarized entities and piercing the veil? Answer, I am Ra. We shall state two items of note. The first is the extreme potential for polarization in the relationship of two polarized entities which have embarked upon the service to others path or, in some few cases, the service to self path. Secondly, we would note that effect which we have learned to call the doubling effect. Those of like mind which together seek shall far more surely find. Question 83.1 See, this is why, you know, the different religions, um, you know, if, if you if you need one or you find one, this is why. And even if you don't, and you're just doing what we're all doing, being um, you know like a, a, a you know a singular um, practitioner, we're all those like-minded people. We we're still gathering, and we're still interacting with each other, and that's what helps. Because once you start to do that, you we all need someone to say, oh no no no, that's that's normal. It's okay. That happens, right? We need that. Uh, because because the self doubt is the is the the biggest mind killer, right? And that's the ego getting you to doubt yourself because you don't make any strives if you doubt yourself. So that is the is the one way that the opposition works at you, on all of us is through doubt in some way or in many ways. Okay, they push doubt on you by um, people in your family, you know. Uh, they don't want you. What are you? What are you learning? What are you doing? Get away from that. That's wrong. That's evil. It's bad, right? That's that's the devil in you. That's the devil getting you. And and you know a lot of you know Christians that are really just zealots will tell you that because the the religions tell them that because you're not supposed to believe anything but what they tell you when you go to church. I'm not saying that those things are not right and that doesn't work because it does. Those people who are aware, it's esoteric again. Those people who are aware that the churches have been corrupted, but it hasn't been corrupted enough, which pisses off the powers that should not be. It pisses off the opposition because they hope to completely control everyone's minds with their corrupted churches. Every single religion on this planet has been corrupted. Okay, and there's not one that hasn't been. They're all corrupted. And they're all corrupted by evil people, usually evil men, but not always in and in, in only evil men because there's women that do the same thing people who are in service to others 
don't do that. People who are in service to self do. They try to corrupt everything. Look at all the symbols of holy relics for any and all religions on this planet, and you will see that the corruption of every single one of those has happened. You have the cross of Jesus turned upside down. You have the, the star of David, the star of, of the pentacle turned into a pentagram, right? Everything, even the American Sign Language for I love you, they've now corrupted that, and everybody says, that's an Illuminati symbol. It means I love you, okay? But every symbol that is out there that is a good holy symbol or in any way positively empowering has been corrupted by the opposition to try to take away its power or at least match a negative power structure to that image as well. Look at the swastika. That was a symbol to ward off evil and a symbol of fertility and luck until the Nazis got a hold of it. And now it's considered a symbol of hate and, and genocide. Evil. Hitler. Germany. Right? So, let's continue here. Seven. Questioner, specifically, by what process would, in the first case, two polarized entities attempt to penetrate the veil, whether they be positively or negatively polarized? By what technique would they penetrate the veil? Answer, I am Ra. The penetration of the veil may be seen to begin to have its roots in the gestation of green ray activity, that all-compassionate love which demands no return. If this path is followed the higher energy centers shall be activated and crystallized until the adept is born. Within the adept is the potential for dismantling the veil to a greater or lesser extent that all may be seen again as one. The other self is primary catalyst in this particular path to the piercing of the veil, if you would call it that. See, so it's not necessarily a necessity in this particular lifetime, for those of you out there who might be single, to actually have another person that you are in love with now walking the exact same path with you because you may have triggered that in life before this one. Okay? So you might be now walking through life. Now, I'm not saying that you are because there's a lot of people out there that have spouses, right? But for those of you who don't, that, that that's not saying you can't achieve that. You may have already had that happen in another life, and this is what he says here or what they say, not he, it's they, Ra. Okay, so that's what Ra is saying, that 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 happens, right? And the potential for the dismantling the veil is greater and lesser extent to all who, who may be seen as one, the other self primarily catalyst in the particular path and the piercing of the veil. So what he's saying is prior to that, that anyone that is in the, in the gestation of the green-white activity that all compassionate love, which uh, demands no return, if this path is followed, the higher energy centers shall be activated and crystallized until the adept is born. Do you see? Until the adept is born. So once the adept is born, if you were born as an adept prior to this life, and now you're in this life, you still have that within you if you remember it. Okay, within the adept is the potential for dismantling the veil to a greater or lesser extent. Okay, so, so it's not necessary or not necessarily necessary for you to have that soulmate or that other person that you love, you know, with your whole entire life, 
be actually physically present with you right now. You could still be looking for that person here in this life, but you may have already activated that because if you're anywhere near that and gleaning that and you don't have that in your life, it's because you already achieved that. And that's another reason to, to understand. See, that's the esotericism of this uh, because if you have the veil closed and the wiping, you don't know, then you go, well, wait, I don't have that unconditional love right now in my life, so I guess I can't be uh, possibly be the adept. And that's not necessarily true, and that's my point here. And that's what he was saying. Okay. Or what they Question were saying. 83.18. Questioner, what was the mechanism of the very first veiling process? I don't know if you can answer that. Would you try to answer that? Answer, I am Ra. The mechanism of the veiling between the conscious and unconscious portions of the mind was a declaration that the mind was complex. This, in turn, caused the body and the spirit to become complex. Question 83.19 Questioner, would you give me an example of a complex activity of the body that we have now and how it was not complex prior to the veil? Answer, I am Ra. Prior to the great experiment a mind, body, spirit was capable of controlling the pressure of blood in the veins, the beating of the organ you call the heart, the intensity of the sensation known to you as pain, and all the functions now understood to be involuntary or unconscious. Question 83.20 Questioner, when the veiling process originally took place, then, it seems that the Logos must have had a list of those functions that will become unconscious and those that would remain consciously controlled. I am assuming that if this occurred there was good reason for these divisions. Am I in any way correct on this? Answer, I am Ra. No. <laughs> I love when they do that. No. <laughs> We've covered this on, in an earlier session. I love how, how Ra is so like Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, matter of fact, no. Would you correct me, please, he says, right? Here we go. Question 83.21. Questioner, would you correct me, please? Answer, I am Ra. There were many experiments whereby various of the functions or distortions of the body complex were veiled and others not. A large number of these experiments resulted in non-viable body complexes or those only marginally viable. For instance, it is not a survival-oriented mechanism for the nerve receptors to blank out unconsciously any distortions towards pain. Question 83.22 Questioner, before the veil the mind could blank out pain. I assume then, that the function of the pain at that time was to signal the body to assume a different configuration so that the source of the pain would leave, and then the pain could be eliminated mentally. Is that correct, and was there another function for the pain prior to the veiling? Answer, I am Ra. Your assumption is correct. The function of pain at that time was as the warning of the fire alarm to those not smelling the smoke. Question 83.23 Questioner, then let's say that an entity at that time burnt its hand due to carelessness. It would immediately remove its hand from the burning object and then, in order to not feel the pain anymore, its mind would cut the pain off until healing had taken place. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. See, and some people achieve that here now. I have a very high tolerance for pain, higher than most people can imagine, right? I've always had that, so I always thought that other people had a high tolerance to pain like I do as well. 
it wasn't until I got older that I realized that people were in pain in a way that I thought was was no pain whatsoever, and they were dying. You know, people who uh, you know hurt their back and they you know and they uh, pulled the back muscle, they would be just breathing and writhing in pain. Oh, ah! And I and I ended up pulling my back muscle, and I was like, yeah, this hurts a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of uncomfortable. Need to do something about that. So when whenever I'm like, you know, you go to the hospital, and you got something going on, and you're in discomfort, and they say, you know, are you in pain from you know one to ten? What's your measurement of pain? And I have had to say, I well, the, to your mind, what is ten? You know, they're like, well, the the worst pain you've ever felt, and I'm like, well, um, uh, the worst pain I ever felt was you know was the pain that some people die from. Right. I mean, I pulled my own tooth out of my own head with my own fingers once. That hurt. <laughs> I was in more pain with the tooth in because it was abscessed and I was poor and homeless at the time and I didn't have any medical. So I grabbed my tooth with one hand and held onto it as hard as I could and grabbed my hand with the other hand and pulled on that sucker until it came out. I pulled so hard that I was sitting on a couch and when it came out of my mouth, I shot it across the house into the far ro- furthest room away from my point down the hall and it hit the wall down there and I flung over backwards with the couch and went over backwards and was laying with my feet up in the air because the couch knocked over backwards and I had to roll off the couch, get up, put the couch upright and go and find my tooth. Meanwhile, I was bleeding. Okay. And, but that was that. Most people couldn't do that. Oh my God, that pain is excruciating. They'd pass out. Right. I've had pain, you know, horrible, horrible. Pain. I have a diverticulitis. I've seen people double over in their pain from their intestinal problems for, with diverticulitis and have to be on all kinds of pain medicine. I have to remind myself that the, the uncomfortable pain that I feel in my abdomen is very, very bad. Because I walk around with this uncomfortable pain and it doesn't hurt that much. And I, you know, well, then I realize I have a full blown uh, uh, attack going and I have, you know, literally have diarrhea every day. And I'm, well, it's not that bad. Well, it is that bad. I just don't notice it because my tolerance for pain is so high. It's always been that way. So that varies, right, with with people you can achieve through meditation. I've done this over my life, and that's one of the reasons why I have a high tolerance to pain. And I've realized this now, so I'm warning you that if you do practice this, what happens is you raise your uh, awareness of pain to a point where the pain itself becomes only that what your mind is designed for, which is that. The pain is there to tell you you have an injury. After you have that injury and you notice the injury and you have stopped the injury, pain no longer is consequential. Okay, so there's no purpose for it. So I've learned that once I say, okay, I've cut myself, I acknowledge that, I no longer need to feel this pain because I know it's there and I know why, and now I'm fixing it. Okay, and I put that out of my mind and I block the pain. I can't block it forever because when you get distracted from blocking the pain, your body says, I feel pain again. That's why they have Tylenol, which is Tylenol or, you know, acetaminophen of any kind is a pain blocker in your brain. You take that, it gets to the pain center in your brain that feels pain and turns it off, numbs it. So you don't feel the pain, right? That's why they have that, that drug is for that. For, but see, the problem is 
that if you do practice this, you will eventually get to the point where your tolerance to pain is really high, and that's not good for you because then sometimes you don't feel things that are really damaging. You don't pay attention to them because of that. And that's my point here. But you can achieve that in this reality the same way it was then where you would just block it out. That is achievable, and many people who meditate know that. Oops, I just knocked myself out of full screen there, didn't I? Okay, but I just want to point that out. So that's one of those things where I we tell you, you know, like magic with a K, right? High magic. You won't be able to use high magic until you can use high magic. But the problem with everything is there is a consequence to your actions, and you have to know what you're doing. And if you bite off more than you chew or can chew, you can get yourself into trouble. Okay? And that's why those of us who hit a certain level, we try to warn people. I'm not trying to discourage you trying to warn you because you're going to do what you're going to do you have free will but I'm trying to warn you to give you the tools be careful this is where you get that saying be careful what you wish for you might just get it sometimes the consequences of what you did might be worse than what you're doing but for those of us who have arthritis and have diverticulitis problems we have to pain management. I had to teach my sister who just started getting arthritis a couple years ago and it was horrible for her. I had to teach her what I have already had to learn because right now I'm 53 and I have the arthritis of an 85-year-old man in every single joint in my body. My back is now starting to get it. I just, I just discovered <clears throat> that I have it in a different part of my foot that I, was, that I haven't had any arthritis in yet. But now, you know, I literally when I get up to start walking, everything pops. My toes pop, my ankles pop, my heel pops, my, my knee pops, everything. That's because I have such horrible arthritis. When they first discovered it, I said, I, I want to have x-rays done to show you that I have arthritis in every joint. And so when they did that, it had 45 x-rays in one day. And they said, wow, you've got serious arthritis in every single joint. At that time, when I was 44 or 40, no, I was, what was I? I was 45. That was 45. They said, you have the arthritis of a 75-year-old man. Okay, so here now that I'm 53, that like you're you're at least at 85. So I have the horrible debilitating arthritis, <clears throat> but you wouldn't know it to see me move around, unless you first saw me stand up and all of a sudden I'm walking like Gabby Hayes. For those of you who are old enough to know who he is, and, and you can tell my sister looking at me, why are you walking all sideways? I said, Deborah, I have a arthritis in every single joint of my body, my toes, every knuckle, everything that bends has arthritis in it. And she's like, what? I'm like, every joint. I'm like, and it's not just a little bit. It's really bad. Enough so that I'm on disability. I don't work. I'm on, I'm on Social Security disability because I'm, uh, my body's just so banged up. So, but you wouldn't know it to, to look at me because I don't act like it because I, I block the pain. Right? You learn to live with it. That's why you can't tell if your animals have pain. They block it out. They feel the pain. They know it's there. But they don't act like it's there until it gets really debilitating. Do you understand? Because they can't articulate to you, hey, I hurt, until you see them in so much pain that they can't move their body part or whatever. And you go, what is wrong? Oh, my God. Then they find out the poor thing has arthritis or something else going on. So it can be blocked out. That's my point in this reality like it was before the veil. Um, but it takes work, and then you need to be careful what you do because, you know, you, you then have to start looking at your body like as if you're a leper because you have to check everything. Did I hurt myself when I just hit myself just then? I don't know. I blocked the pain so much, I don't know if I feel that right. So <clears throat> you don't really want to do that as much as, as you, unless you have to. That's my point. That's she's just my own reasoning. Maybe not. Maybe you like that. Anyway, here we go. Question 83.24.
Questioner, we would look at this in our present illusion as an elimination of a certain amount of catalyst that would produce an acceleration in our evolution. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. The attitude towards pain varies from mind-body-spirit complex to mind-body-spirit complex. Your verbalization of attitude towards the distortion known as pain is one productive of helpful distortions as regards the process of evolution. Question 83.25 Questioner, what I was trying to indicate was that the plan of the logos unveiling the conscious from the unconscious mind in such a way that pain could not so easily be controlled would have created a system of catalyst that was not previously usable. Is this generally correct? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, here we go. Question 83.26. Questioner, in some cases it seems that this use of catalyst is almost in a runaway condition for some entities in that they are experiencing much more pain than they can make good use of as far as catalytic nature would be considered. Could you comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. This shall be the last query of this working of a full length. You may see, in some cases, an entity which, either by pre-incarnative choice or by constant reprogramming while in incarnation, has developed an Isariant program of catalyst. Such an entity is quite desirous of using the catalyst and has determined to its own satisfaction that what you may call the large board needs to be applied to the forehead in order to obtain the attention of the self. In these cases it may indeed seem a great waste of the catalyst of pain and a distortion towards feeling the tragedy of so much pain may be experienced by the other self. However, it is well to hope that the other self is grasping that which it has gone to some trouble to offer itself, that is, the catalyst which it desires to use for the purpose of evolution. May we ask if there are any brief queries at this time? So, so raw, they just said <clears throat> basically what I just said. Right. So the, the varying degree of pain is individualized. And some people have have taken that out of their their um, life so much that you'd have to hit them over the head with a board a few times to get their attention. So he's basically saying the same thing. If you can choose to not feel the pain. But if you do choose to not feel the pain, that numbs you to the pain. It takes more pain to get your attention. That's exactly what I was just saying. Again, getting ahead of myself because I have the memory of this already happening. <laughs> I apologize. So everything I just said applies now. I'm, I'm, oh, it looks like I'm a question or two ahead with all of my speaking. It's a good thing we're ending this session, right? So this will be the end right here anyways, and then we'll call it for the day. So let's just finish this out, right? Question 83.27. Questioner, I noticed you started this session with, I communicate now, and you usually use, we communicate now. Is there any significance or difference with respect to that? And then is there anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact? Answer, I am Ra. We am Ra. You may see the grammatical difficulties of your linguistic structure in dealing with the social memory complex. There is no distinction between the first person singular and plural in your language when pertaining to Ra. We offer the following, not to infringe upon your free will, but because this instrument has specifically requested information as to its maintenance of the support group does so at this querying. We may suggest that the instrument has two areas of potential distortion, both of which may be aided in the bodily sense by the ingestion of those things which seem to the instrument to be desirable. We do not suggest any hard and fast rulings of diet although we may suggest the virtue of the liquids. The instrument has an increasing ability to sense that which will aid its bodily complex. 
it is being aided by affirmations and also by the light which is the food of the density of resting. We may ask the support group to monitor the instrument as always so that in the case of the desire for the more complex proteins that which is the least distorted might be offered to the bodily complex which is indeed at this time potentially capable of greatly increased distortion. I am Ra. We thank you, my friends, for your continued conscientiousness in the fulfilling of your manifestation of desire to serve others. You are conscientious. The appurtenances are quite well aligned. I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing merrily in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. Okay, so that's the end of, of this portion. Actually, it's the end of 83. So we'll go ahead and stop here. We'll pick it back up next Friday. And I hopefully I won't be having a crazy day that keeps me from going on the air like I did yesterday. That was pretty insane, right? Is my camera still turned on? Yes, it is. There I am with too much light on me today, right? Because I'm on at night. And so now it's brighter in here. I usually uh, turn on two lights, one here and one here, farting back at me. And then I open up a curtain over here during the day and that way I have a better ambient light but at night when I come on it's dark outside um, you know I turn these lights on and now that I have my white Santa beard uh, for the for the duration the, the problem with that my Santa beard this year is that I have to wear a mask on my face when I'm outside so nobody gets to see it I usually grow it for the population because I can I mean look at this thing the lights too bright you can't really see it really well but yeah i grew a really good santa beard this year because i started earlier uh, nobody gets to see it except for you guys on air isn't that crazy so all right my camera is, is doing weird things because i'm freezing a little bit there so i don't know why but today my camera for some reason changed modes on me or something and uh we had that problem so i'll put it back onto the uh pictures that scroll okay so that was that was that it was pretty intense there was some good stuff there and like i said i apologize that I already have the memory of doing these sessions, but I can't find them, so I know that they're not out there in the in the ether. Uh, but I have the memory of doing this, so so that's me. You know, the closer you get to moving into the next, you know, realm, moving to the fourth, you know, going 4D and 5D in this three-dimensional space, and getting ready to go to the four-dimensional space, um, you know, moving up to that octave, to that physical place. Uh, you start the veil between those places becomes thinner, not just the veil between the you know the life and death or the veil between knowledge and and no knowledge, but the veil between octaves becomes as you're starting to penetrate that octave and you're pushing through it. It be same thing happens. It starts to become opaque, and then pretty soon you can see through it, and then pretty soon you're popping back and forth, and pretty soon you're on both sides at the same time. Those of us who spiritually get to that point. We start doing that, and, it, and as we push, sometimes we push forward, and then we then we push back. You know how it is: one step, two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes that happens just because of the ebb and flow of the nature of the universe. In fact, always that happens because of the ebb and flow of the universe, and the determined adept will continue to push forward against that resistance the resistance is there raw even talked about this in an earlier session or maybe it's an 84 <laughs> but the resistance is there to uh to to for you to prove yourself you it's not an easy thing to push through to the next level on all levels of every octave 
of every octave in within each octave okay so as you learn you always have those points that are the hardest if you're trying to lose weight you have those places where you just can't lose weight but if you keep staying determined you then will get below that when you're lifting weights you have that place where you're lifting weights and you're just not getting any stronger then all of a sudden you go through that place and bam you just start getting stronger the same thing happens with practicing everything that you're learning whether it's shooting a gun or a bow or whether it's fishing or whether it's driving or whether it's mathematics or a language you get barriers because that is where the learning curve is you're starting to graduate to another level to a higher level of that so meditation works that way everything the entire universe works that way so if you know that is my point of saying this if you're aware of that everything's esoteric if you're aware that when you start getting hard pushback that you then have a choice okay you listen to the ego and you back away and you pull back and don't do it or you get more determined and say no I'm going to push through this it is the person who says every time no I'm going to push through this but you can't force yourself on the universe the universe will not allow you to graduate until you graduate so you may think no I know everything and I don't understand why I'm not graduating then there's a 100% possibility that you don't know everything and there's something you missed and you need to learn. That's why we have to always be honest with ourselves and always reevaluate ourselves honestly because if you don't, you're lying to yourself, then you get a big head and think you are somebody that you're not. You think you have abilities that you don't. You think you have wisdom that you don't. That's the biggest problem with what's going on with the social media because of the social media people do this anyways but because of the social media you have people that are in groups who all of a sudden I am Jesus and you all must follow me right I am the leader and you all must follow if, if someone is seeking an audience to follow them they want power and fame they need to have people acolytes saying to them you're so great Brewster you're so great do you see the true adept the true person soul who is in service to others doesn't need that you're trying to seek wisdom experience understanding and raise your vibration therefore and doing such to help raise the vibration of the collective for those people who are either stifled stymied or kept down by the external matrices matrices that are planned by evil people to keep people down your vibration raises their vibration by proxy because enough of us it's the snowball effect enough of us raise our personal vibration we affect the vibration of everyone around us and then if we don't succumb to the negative vibrations that changes the or energy that we output and makes us even stronger than that and rubs off on other people so eventually we change the minds of the planet to be in service to others and raise the vibration to graduate the opposition is trying to do the exact opposite that's what the ego is designed to do 
So they're feeding the ego by creating an extra ego that's external from your personal ego. They've already created that. It's the Internet. It's everything. They've interjected the negativity into everything positive, and that's the natural balance and order of what has to happen here. But there's less of them than there are of us. They want you to believe that it's equal, 50-50, like the devil is as strong as God. Not so. Not so. The devil is not even halfway ascended to where the one is. Okay? But they'll have you believe evil is just as strong. Evil is not. You, as a one single person, can stand down the entire evil army that exists in this 3D reality with only your energy if you have the faith to do so. And that is that place where some of you have that dream or, or you go to sleep and you find yourself in another place and you're there with people that you know. And some of them you recognize that you see in this planet, but you don't even know them personally. But you know them there and that you're fighting some weird war using magic and power. That's a real place. That is another reality in the temporal war. Okay? And there, one person stands. Raw talks about this earlier on. One person stands down the entire evil armada trying to come and destroy the good. One person. They stand there and they greet them with the love and the light of the and the ultimate wisdom of the old, you know, the, the of the one true creator. And they, can't, they literally stop dead, the entire armada. Can't get near them until all of their energies are depleted on both sides. And then the, the negative souls, the evil retreats. The good soul collapses. The good souls that are there with that good soul go and collect up that person, drag them off to be healed, and another person stands in that person's place, one at a time. That is the measure of the resolve of the one true creator. Oneness, individual, is stronger than the whole of, and collective whole of all of the evil. It cannot destroy. Now that person who is in service to others, could that being the one destroy evil? Well, yes, it created evil in an instant. That's how powerful the one true creator is in the universe. If you create a thing, you can destroy a thing. You don't create a thing and have it be equal to you because it might destroy you. You never do that. That's unwise. Do you understand? So that's why Jesus had said in, in the Bible, you can read this, and I don't remember which was Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, where Jesus said, if you had one ounce of faith, true faith, you could literally move mountains. I've said this on several shows. He was not being figurative there. We create we control the Logos. What is the Logos? The Logos is the Word of God. What is the Word? The Word is love. The universe was created with love. The Logos is the creation that controls our reality. And that creation is love. And that Word is love. So only through love can you then control or the anti of that which would be hate. And the opposition is using hate to control this matrix. And we, who are using love and light, are stopping them. Do you see? 
It's the same balance. It's the same war. It's the same dichotomy that's been going on forever. We're all part of it because that's how we grow. We have to live with it, and because of it, because of that power struggle, that is what teaches us and helps us move forward. So everything every single bad person ever does, and people say, why did they do that? Because they can and because it's necessary for our development. If they weren't here to serve a bad example, we wouldn't know what that is. We wouldn't be in any hurry to be a good example. Do you understand? I know it sounds crazy, and I don't like to say it much because you don't want to tell people, hey, you can do whatever you want. But you can. You want to be evil? You can do it. You want to murder, rape, and pillage? You can do it. You will get caught by people who are good, and then your life might be forfeit because of the laws we've put down here. Do you see? No one ever gets away with everything for real forever. Every now and there's one or two. We always like to make those famous, like Jack the Ripper. Pretty sure that's already been figured out, but the guy who did it died before he got caught. So there are some serial killers that get away with it, but the truth is 99.9% don't. Over time, they eventually get caught. They're doing that now because of the DNA tests all over. Here, I live in Carmichael, which is right outside of Sacramento. I butt up against Sacramento on three sides. Okay? It's almost a suburb of, of Sacramento. In this city and, and within uh, 10 miles of where I live, they've caught three of the largest rapists in the history of the state of California because of the different Ancestry.com and the different DNA tests. Because that person, someone in that family of that person did a DNA test or that person did a DNA test not knowing that somebody was going to use that DNA test to find a, a match because they found DNA. And they ran it through the, the, you know, the, the files and, hey, look, here's a match. You go over and get the guy. They just did that two years ago and the guy's going to jail. Two or three of them now right here that were less than seven miles living. We're less than seven miles away. And that's not where they, weird that they all ended up out here because they didn't all come from here. But this is where they all ended, a small community that they all kind of hid in. And they're all old men now, but they've been raping and pillaging and killing people since the 70s, some of them the 60s. So eventually you get caught, no matter what you do. Do you understand? All right, guys. Namaste. Thank you for being here. Uh, I'll get this out for the MP3 uh, people as soon as I can. I'm sorry that I'm a day late. Yesterday was insane. There was just no way. And I had phone calls. I had to speak to people that were very important, more important, in fact, than um, me doing my show on time because of, the, of who I was speaking to and what I was speaking about. And I can't talk about that because I don't have their permission to tell you what that was. Okay, but just know that it was important, and that's why I was off the air last night and on the air today, Saturday instead of Friday. However, I will be back next Friday to do the Law of One, and uh, more than likely, uh, I'm not sure what day, but there will be a day during the week when I will be doing some um, some stuff on uh, Orion Rising news because I have a lot of videos and things to play. I'm not sure right now which I'm going to, but I still will be talking about what craziness is going on in the world right now. Uh, so if you if you don't want to get mad on politics, don't tune in if you see that it's titled Orion Rising News. <laughs> if it's just titled Orion Rising, there's a good possibility that it's going to be about anything. could be uh, aliens or whatever, but if it's Friday night, it's going to always be the law of one until I get through 106 sessions. And then we'll see where we go from there. I might do Oli. I might do some other stuff that the LL Research Group was channeling. We shall see. There's a couple of things that I'm looking into for that, but I need to finish this first. I'm on my two years now 
doing this, and I've only missed about four Fridays ever in two years, and we are on session 84, right? Getting there. All right, guys, Friday nights, usually at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time if you're on the MP4 video file like like you guys are now live. Um, that will be on Facebook on Orion Rising, and that will be at 5 p.m. USA, West Coast America time on Friday nights. And then the MP3 file podcast gets popped out to the planet on all of the genres, usually on Saturday or Sunday uh, after Friday. If I have time after Friday night, I'll do it. Most of the time I'm wiped out after the show, uh, and I don't, and then I end up doing it on a Saturday. So it usually comes out a day late, but you still have the same stuff. All right, guys. Namaste. Thank you for being here. Have a great, great evening, morning, afternoon, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you were tuning into this show.